0: So what's up everyone this is the should I start podcast where we talk about innovators creatives and business owners for global listeners the show is about the creative process that many artists business employ while creating their works you'll hear from musicians producers poets photographers videographers business owners and more please subscribe to our season and stay tuned for more episodes
1: actually learned that dogs feel more comfortable when they can smell your sack when you're really i might mm-hmm. have to do tell my mom to do that yeah so like let's say your mom is and your dad are gonna go on vacation and someone's gonna babysit lola to leave like a dirty t-shirt mm. makes them feel less anxious about the fact that you're not around and they don't feel abandoned i like that idea
2: and you know what my parents actually because the thunderstorms have been happening lately they've been getting very stressed about leaving her by herself so maybe that's a good idea because the other day while i was here and it was thunderstorming and she was in my room she was Mm -hmm. trying to climb over me to go over the overhead to hide she wants to be against the wall under the bed Mm -hmm. right and they like shake she wants to be in the middle of like in between something and she shakes and i couldn't
1: sleep i didn't sleep at all it scares me because i heard recently that someone told me that dog passed away from heart attack from the thunderstorms man that oh, scared the hell out of me. I was scary. like, that's scary because we live in a place that that happens a lot. Yeah. It doesn't and happen it, a little bit. And you live
2: in this, the uh in a building like this probably shakes more often.
1: Well, thankfully it doesn't. But however, it feels like more real because we're higher up. Ugh. So it's like you can kind of, especially in this area, there's nothing else obstructing the view. So mm-hmm. it's like you feel like the lightning is like in your All room. Near, yeah. Yeah. Um, me and <laughs> met, your met, I want to say about maybe 11, 12 years ago at this point. It has to be. Has to I don't be even know how. Because of Stephanie. Yes. It was cause of Stephania we met and like you went to high school and a lot of people i not friends with.
2: Uh, yeah, you yeah. were already friends with them. Right. And me being friends with them from high school, yeah. Right. And true. since
1: um since I had a friendship with Stephanie and you had a, a friendship where mm-hmm. like it was kind of like we probably went to the same event or location. Something happens.
2: No, I probably went to a house party at the condo. You guys had? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> Or, maybe. yeah, one of the apartments. One of our house parties. With a DJ and everything. How did yes. you manage to fit a DJ and hunt, like, 40 people into a tiny two-bedroom apartment? The good old days. With, like, ginormous-ass speakers. Yeah, big speakers. Like, Jason speakers. has yes. speakers and would bring those in. And it'd just be a house party. And I'd be like, what are we doing? This is someone's (laughs) apartment. (laughs) Because we just need a party. Yes. So that's what that was. I think that might have been one of them.
1: That may have been one of the events. It was fun back then. We were
2: more careless, I think, in Mm -hmm. a sense. Because now, would you have a house party like that in your
1: apartment? Um, I don't think I have the space because I live in Miami. So, <laughs> um, since I live in modern-day <laughs> Miami, condos, like, uh, it, the space doesn't exist. Like, you, you, it's like any city, like, you pay for your square footage and whatever. But um, I probably wouldn't do that now because I don't want to get kicked out of my residence. Yeah, because
2: where you lived at before... The Mexicans were having their own parties. Oh my there. God! You did bring it back. They were no, having their that own parties. That was the second. Of, that was the second condo,
1: right? Because the other one was somewhere else. I remember the other one was okay. That was when I was going through like real humble times. Shout out to Gabby. Real humble shout times. Shout out to Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. Yes, because Gabby um, was she was my roommate at that time. Yeah. And at that time, it was before we were very young, very young. I think I was probably twenty-one years old, and she was probably nineteen. Yeah, and we were living together in. Um, uh, a place that we were sleeping on mattresses on the floor we had no furniture we had no couches that's why the house party worked out because there was no furniture right i so remember people that. thought that we cleared it no, <laughs> <We had> no <laughs> there was no clearing and like, we had no furniture and we used to eat rice and like cabbage but y'all always had drinks Always had drinks in plastic bottles of vodka because yeah. when the bottle is plastic, it's about eight ninety nine for this vodka. You feel know I me? Mean? So that's how you know. So we was just going through like a very humble beginning, and I, I always appreciate that time in my life because I feel like it really molded me to be a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing that, and like we, I'm gonna be honest, we actually had like a really bad rat problem in that building, and that's the reason why we ended up leaving because when we would sleep at night. Because we lived on the top floor of this, like, I think it was like a five-floor, four-floor type walk of building. Up. It yeah. was like a walk-up. You know how Florida is for those mm-hmm. of who live up here. Like, you know, you have like the outdoor staircase. And then you go mm-hmm. upstairs and like whatever. And it was the older kind of condominiums that people bought. And then they were renting it out. Yeah. So there was rats.
2: Oh, my God. I didn't. Know and that. I
1: would sleep at night and on hear my them. mattress on the floor. And I would hear rats just gnawing at the fucking ceiling while I was sleeping. That's gross. And it would just <laughs> fucking terrify <laughs> me. I'm like, I cannot live my life like this. Like, I am better than this. Like, I understand that I'm from the Bronx, but damn. <laughs> you feel <know, laughs> me? Like, no way. My mama did it put me in No, up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to deal with that. So it was like, it was different. And it's like, we, it was just, that's what we could afford at the time. We was paying for $100 each. So it was like, come on. Where can I live right now? For $500 a month, I wish
2: that would be it. We all have our first humble kind of spaces. I mean, I had mine too. Like, where you were like legit eating some ramen noodles and putting some cheese on that shit to make it something. (laughs) I've never put cheese on ramen noodles. You've never tried that before? Yeah. What kind of cheese? Whatever cheese you can, you did have. Turn that bitch into a mac and cheese. Your ramen noodles. The person I lived with used to do that often. And so that's what you just had, because that's it. like
1: humble beginning when you're poor. When you
2: <laughs> when you're poor. When you when you're poor. When you're poor. When you thought you were big and grown and can be on your own. Like,
1: or, I don't need to live with you no more, mom. I'm good. This.
2: Right, and then you'd be like you ate in like four days properly.
1: Yeah, and then you fucking gain weight because you're eating all this salt, <laughs> all,
2: all the this sodium.
1: fucking cheap food. <laughs> America, why does cheap food have to be so unhealthy? So unhealthy. So unhealthy. It doesn't make sense. Like I can literally go on like a sale and get like five burgers at Burger King for like seven dollars and feed like, the whole family. And everybody's eating, but God forbid if I want a goddamn salad, it's fifteen dollars. That's amazing. And it goes bad. Like if you don't sell it, it's gonna go bad. So why? I you know how many packets so of salad are
2: thrown out, and I'd be like, I spent a
1: lot all the time. A lot of this because it goes bad so quickly. I really feel like there should be a reverse way of <laughs> getting people to eat help. So. I'm from
2: Lawrence, Massachusetts, but I grew up mostly here in Broward County. But I would say, I mean, listen, I live now in a city in Seattle, and I love my gated community suburbs, and I get it. I get why your parents move you there. I get it, the whole feel to be able to be like, I'm going to go to a Marshalls. It's close by. Like those little things, you just be like, I just want my shopping plaza with my supermarket. That should just, like, make sense. After a while, it does make <laughs>
1: sense. I agree with
2: that. The whole shit just makes sense. So no, but I grew up in Coral Springs, um, yeah, middle class family. Mm-hmm. That's what Coral Springs is, right? It is, yeah. And parents aren't well off, well to do. They're hard ass working people. Um, yeah, my parents worked super weekends, hustle super hard, flea market, the whole nine, boat shows, all that stuff, things like that. So.
1: That's where I grew up, kind of, yeah. Um, I am originally from the Bronx, and I grew up and was raised there. And I went to high school in uh, Washington Heights, New York. Um, shout out to Washington Heights. And all the hookah spots. And all the hookah spots and all the <laughs> Dominicans, you know. And um, I want to say that I really appreciate going to high school in Washington Heights because it kind of gave me a very um, good education system of Latinos in America. Mm. You know, because it's like, I went to a 98% predominantly Dominican high school. That's amazing. I know, and people love it. Every time people hear it, they're like, damn, I wish I went to a 98% high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get it. And Mm -hmm. and it's dope. And it's like, I feel like being in that environment, being that most of us were first generation Dominicans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you kind of have a different level of understanding amongst one another because it's like you kind of get that your mom is not going to let you sleep over at your friend's house because ain't no and Dominican why. mom going to be all right with and you. And where guys. I grew up, <laughs> right. people didn't understand why you couldn't sleep over at your friend's house. Exactly. So it's just like we just have a different culture, so there was comfort in that. And um, I think it also allowed me to be a big, very big fan of my my cultural music. It made me a very big fan of my food and my, my, my race because everywhere I went was a Dominican establishment because I was going to high school in a place Mm -hmm. that was predominantly Dominican. So, I I am very grateful to that. So, shout out to Mother Cabrini High School and all the ladies that I'm still very cool with. And for those of you who don't know, I went to an all-girl Catholic school. And um, I used to wear a uniform and knee highs and plaid skirts and, and it would be cold outside and I wasn't allowed to wear stockings until a certain time of year. And I just came from a very traditional environment, and because of that, I'm a better professional. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are struggling on whether or not to put your child inside of a school that has that level of strict structure, I'm an advocate with it, because I think that it works. Um, I eventually ended up migrating to South Florida, like much, most New Yorkers, and um, coming from All down, New Yorkers. <laughs> this is the sixth borough, by the way. Yeah. Um, it... It was a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of up north... It takes north, time. It takes time. A lot of up north people have a hard time
2: But then when you talk to people who've moved here from up north, they kind of say like, oh, I wouldn't move back. True. It's hard to go back. You ask people now, they'll be like, I wouldn't move back. And I think for myself, I'd be like, it's not... Like, I, I wouldn't move back up north either. It's just very... It's, it's a big transition I would have to
1: have a lot of money to live there full-time. It's a whole different lifestyle that I need to have. It's a whole different lifestyle that I need to have. Because with, I mean, if we're talking numbers, if you over here, like, you know, making $65,000 a year in a big city, like, in a north city, you're going to be living most likely in a two-bedroom apartment in a regular neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But with $65,000 a year in South Florida, depending on, you know... If you keep it humble, you can have a pretty nice decent lifestyle. Decent lifestyle. So it's like sometimes you start to ask yourself, Do I want beaches, sunshine, and a nice apartment with my car being parked in the in a you know, in a designated spot? Or do I want to struggle and not be able to park my car at or night? Or not have a car anymore. Or not have a car at night at all of any kind and have to deal with living in the city. So it just comes down to preferences.
2: Yeah. I am my mother's child in some cases. I think I, I fare more of both of my parents. They um like my dad's a super hard worker hustler. He's not a traditional working kind of person. It's not for him. Not his thing. And then my mom is a traditional working person who needs to be in a cubicle office and like needs to know that it is what it is. So I have a mix I have a a mix of both because I want to be secure and like this like nine to five ish. And that at the same time, I just want to be free and leave at three o'clock freely because I want to and be, you know, do what I want to do and extra things or do my podcast, do spend my time on that, spending more time on that. So I think I favor more of a little bit of balance of each one of them when it comes to like my creativity and what I want to do and like my work lifestyle and things like that.
1: That's really interesting because it's similar to me too, because my dad is more of the, uh, free spirit. I mm-hmm. think my dad is more of the hippie. He's more of the the guy that sees someone and goes, you know what? That could be a million dollar idea. Yeah, that's you know what my dad. I mean? And it's must money. be Dominican men because <laughs> they, be they don't dollar.
2: really want to work for nobody. Because <laughs> my dad wants to work for himself. It's his own businesses. He's always had his own businesses, yeah. his own license, his own blah blah blah, and that. And I think it's, I think it's a. Uh, it could
1: be. It could be a Caribbean thing, too. It's a Caribbean thing of be. just wanting to be for
2: yourself. And
1: then it also could be that Latino women are like, we got to hold down the house. Yeah. So it's like they need security and stability and they need the house to be like on point. So it could be that. And yeah. we don't even realize that we're just a product of our culture. But it's just that my, my dad was always the creative and he was always the one that was artistic and the one that loves music and like took me to go see Fania All-Stars and took me to go see the Grand Combo. And, you know, like, my mm-hmm. dad's always been that guy. Very cool. He's, like, my dad is, like, the coolest old guy you've ever met. <laughs> Very cool. So that that's my dad. And then my mom is just, like, one of those women that, like, she knows how to own the room. Mm. And I, know, I got that from her. And, like, she knows how to kind of just... Show everybody her smile, and everybody's mm-hmm. just like, "Wow!" Like my mom is that girl. Mm-hmm. She's always been that girl. She's always been very pretty, very beautiful, very, very intelligent. Too, we might have some
2: similar parents. You see what I'm saying? My mom is very like did pageant stuff. Very like enters a room, and like everyone's like super excited that she entered. And I'd be like, "What? Like a happening? like an
1: energy just got here."
2: Yeah, presence. and I'd be like, and I look at her, I'd be like, "What did you do?" Right.
1: And I'd be like, she'd be like, mm. Right, but then you can't deny that we got a little bit of that. Because yeah. It's like, if you raise me, and I, you're my example. Exactly. Like, this is what it is, and it comes to you in a very natural way. Yeah. So, it's just like, I, because of the fact that I have such a great dynamic, I feel like it created me, just like it created you. you. Because it's like, you know, when you have these two extremes, Yeah. it kind of makes a really nice combination. It. My
2: dad is the very cool factor, that people get, ex- like, he's like your dad's, everyone's like, your dad's so quiet and super chill and super like it's his thing. And then my mom's like super hyped.
1: Oh my god, we have the same parents.
2: And she just bounces <laughs> around and people be like, yeah. how do you? Yeah. And he goes,
1: no, but that's, it is what it is. Like, he, like what do you want? the formula of being Opposite a of the couple. track, kind of like, yeah. Opposite just, the track, you gotta be a yin and a yang. You have to balance each mm-hmm. other out. And I mean, I'm, I'm I wouldn't have chosen any other parents if I had a choice. Oh, I love mine too. Yeah. Okay. Um, the podcast. Originated, <laughs> it's your story to tell. <laughs> um, the podcast originated. Um, for those of you who have been listening since day one, as you know, it originated from a personal story of mine. Um. The funny thing is that me and Marley, since we've known each other for years, we've always had a friendship. Then we've always had a, the similarity between us is that we've always been. Very ambitious to do more, and we've always wanted to you know be a part of creating something mm-hmm. so we have that in common, and when you have that in common, it's a lot easier to to have these type of conversations because if you speak to a person that's not a creative or a person that's not risk a risk taker, it's harder to kind of express your ideas to but mm-hmm. the comfort that we had is is that we kind of had that in common that is like we could talk about outlandish ideas and like she'll be like, yeah, but if you add this to it, it'll be better. So it's like, you know, we know how to build. And like we always yeah. have that even in our friendship, even when we went on vacations together, like we've been on trips and stuff. So it's like, yo, but when we go there, we should do this when we're there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's always like just stepping it up and it's really awesome to have those type of dynamics in a friendship. So we always wanted to create something. To make a long story short, I went on a tangent on Snapchat, and it was just because I had went through a situation where a guy disrespected me and started fucking with my homegirl. So I went on Snapchat, and I went on a venting spree. And when I went on that venting spree, I recorded it, and I got so much reactions that I was like, wow, people actually like me talking about shit that's not nice. Like, you mm-hmm. always want to look perfect online. Mm-hmm. But now I spoke about a, a moment that I was vulnerable and I felt like I was disrespected and I was having a moment and I got very Dominican with it and very Bronx with it. And I was like cursing. I was like, fuck this bitch. Ah, wait till I catch up. So it was just like just having that natural reaction. And then I was just like, I hope everybody has a messy motherfucking Monday. I don't know what the fuck I said. You said something. Something I have to save somewhere. <laughs> so this young lady hits me up and she goes, "This is the podcast." Yeah. This is it. This is what we got to do. We got to talk about this type of shit. Mm-hmm. Let's do this shit and then we just made it happen. Literally. Episode 1 is me telling the story, me telling that Marty saw the video and me saying everything and people liked it. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I got a DM yo, let me tell you what this motherfucker did. And then people just started sending us stories and people started telling us stuff and it was like, you know what? Cool. But now we got to the point that it's like the messy subjects aren't only about infidelity.
2: Yeah. The messy st- subjects can be anything like your, your personal part, your business things, um, your kind of push and pull to get to where you are and what you're doing and what kind of trials and tribulations you went through to get to where you are. Um, we've transitioned a lot into not only just the pop culture part, but also, like, artists and up-and-coming and influencers and creat- people who are creatives. And they just kind of tell their messy stories that happen within those realms as well. You know, like, even in traditional work forms and things like that. So.
1: Right, because we all learn from the mistakes. Yeah. Like, the one thing that no one can teach you is the lessons that you get whatever you fail. So, if... In my opinion, I think one of the things that's so special about our podcast is that people are telling you how great they are, but they're also telling you, "Yo, but like someone did me dirty." Yeah. And and when that person did me dirty, that taught me I should never do anything without signing a contract. Now, so it's like that is messy. Mm-hmm. You know, I may come from an environment where you know I'm a lesbian, and because I'm a lesbian, I'm having a hard time with having a relationship with a girl that hasn't come out the closet. Mm-hmm. That's a subject that can resonate with a lot of our listeners, and we had that already in our mm-hmm. podcast. And we had somebody share a story about dating a person that hasn't come out the closet. That's messy. It's not messy to us because we're comfortable with but that it's conversation. it's messy
2: within there.
1: It's messy, it's messy within society. So messy isn't always just that we're gossiping. It's just... Which is, it is our favorite part, though. It is awesome, it's fun, you know, but it's not, it's not, it's not limited to that. And I think that's what I like the most about what we've developed and what we've created.
2: I do too. 46 episodes in? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Was it messy to begin? The podcast? Was it, was the podcast messy in the sense of the process and just jumping into it?
2: A little. Because we didn't know what we were doing. And like... I've never done it before, you've never done it before. Figuring out what are the right equipments We have lost episodes. We have had Bentley snoring in the background <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. That bulldog has a heavy manly snore. Yeah. Yeah. And it is in there. Um we've had it super echoing. We've had
1: phone calls drop. Um, yeah. we even had a like a blogger that had a shitload of followers. Shitload of followers. So it's one of those guests that you're like, yo, this got to be on point tonight. Like, we got to get this bitch to repost it. The fucking audio came out terrible.
2: Yeah. It happens. And then and we know that's going to happen because we are so far from each other. Again, I live in Seattle. You live here in, in Miami. So we distance is a lot, 3,000 miles almost. And then three hour difference at the same time. And then when we have these hosts, they're not even near
1: either one of us. Some of them be in Chicago, some of them be in San Francisco, some of them be in Texas. So it's like we have to also depend on everybody's Wi-Fi. And
2: everyone else's Wi-Fi, our own personal Wi-Fi, and everyone's time in their timely manner. And there might be people also that just like talk too much, that we don't know how to stop them from talking when they continue on. So it has this thing, but we've caught on. To kind of give each other looks. Because we video FaceTime or Google Hangout. When well, we're doing it. And so we'll give each other the look. To so we'll be like, can you please figure out how to wrap this person up? Like one of us will go in for it. Right. Sort of but it, the messy part was just figuring out the production part. Me learning how to edit. You learning how to edit. Using GarageBand. Just all the pieces that are needed for it. Um, and we learn something new every day. The process is not, is not perfect. Whatsoever. But we've learned something new maybe every week. And I always be like, how about we use this instead? And you'll be like, are you sure? Right. Is it going
1: to fail? And i would be like, I don't know. I've never done it before. Or like that one (laughs) time that you said, let's go on YouTube live. I'm like, girl. (laughs) Nobody was ready. It is 11 p.m. on a Sunday. And I look terrible. And I am not going on YouTube live right now. She's like, let's just try Let's just try Thank God everybody was sleeping. But it was just like, girl, we are not ready. But it's just part of us. Trying stuff and making sure to see if it's going Child to be Trial and error. Yeah. Trial and error. That's all it is. So, yeah. yeah. That's our... And it was messy to begin with. And it continues to have its little... And it will continue. But you want to know something? I think that the one thing I'm the most proud of... I don't know how many followers we are right now. The 410 followers that we have. I think that's where we are right now. Um, Of legit, organic following. That means more to me than... Numbers that don't make sense, that don't add up,
2: right. yeah.
1: That makes sense, it makes sense to me. I'd rather it be organic and not these 450 people that like us and that are subscribed to us and are really listening and love us. Let's say on Instagram, you know, you really are messing with us, yeah. You feel me? It's I mean? your legitimate it's legitimate there. because you guys know how, how rough it was those first couple of episodes. That first you know two I mean? episodes that
2: they yeah that they had. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was rough and like you guys stuck through it and you guys are still riding with us. So yeah. that's dope. So I
2: think we have figured it out because we've only done like forty something, maybe fifty. We figured it out how to just do it on a whim. But initially it takes a preparation, reading about whoever the guest is, or mm-hmm. if a messy or something happens like in pop culture and I like it, I'll send it off and kinda get more in depth detail about it um and we try to communicate with each other throughout the week time difference makes a big difference a big deal i wake up at seven in the morning or six in the morning to like a bunch of text messages be like does she realize
1: that i've been asleep the whole time right because i have morning inspiration sometimes and And i I wake up i know you're sleeping i don't care i wake up with like And I'm just like, I have a fucking idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make this shit happen. I have seven people that wanna fuck with us right now. Let's do this. So it's like, yeah, it is. And it's like, I know that she's not gonna respond right away. But the fact is that it's better for me to tell you right now. Than later? Than later because I might lose this gold. And
2: I've returned the work though, like at one in the morning my time. And it'd be like four for her. And she'd be like, for real. But it'd be like, oh, I just got back from out. I've been, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um,. That has made preparation, we've kind of figured out, we know it's other's this time clock a little bit, in a sense. Um, depending on, I guess, what our personal work life, professional work life looks like, it depends on how we were able to prepare in certain things.
1: I think that um, in any partnership, in any situation, communication is key. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the best things that we've been able to to do in this partnership is that we've been able to respect each other's time so for instance you had to go to Amsterdam for a little while, Mm -hmm. you had to go to New York because of your actual job that Mm -hmm. gives you income and you know let's say I had to go see my family or go on vacation or whatever the case may be that week we have to cater to that Mm -hmm. necessity because ultimately this is our baby and this is our business so we want to run it the way we want to, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's like no one can take that away from us. No, we even recorded while I was in Canada. Right.
2: We had one episode I was in Canada, so we did that. I mean, it's just communication is key, and just making sure to balance it out too. And so we do have moments too where we're both we're not in the mood for it because it takes a lot of energy from you to have speaking, right. um, and you have to be in a speaking mode. And I know not everyone has the option to do that, but. You know, you have to be, if you want to be there, if you want to be into it and you want the infa- the conversation to be genuine and stuff, yeah. we know it to be like, hey, you know what? This is not my week. Or the yeah. week has been really shitty and I can't do it today. Right. And I don't have a voice. Like, we have those situations right.
1: that coming. Or you could just be sick. Yeah. And, when you, and you, when you work with your voice, your voice has to be at a certain caliber. Excuse me for being a little raspy today, but I've done, we actually did a recording prior to this mm-hmm. and we you know we have things going on throughout the day and I've been recording a lot these past couple of days so my voice is a little strained but those are factors that play into it yeah you know what I mean and it's like you want to still distribute the same level of enthusiasm the same level of energy especially since we drop on Mondays people usually listen to us to start their work week and it's not it's not fair to our listeners for us to be sleepy and lazy you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I'm like, I can't do it today.
2: I'd be like, I really just can't, not today. Right. And we don't mind dropping later.
1: Right. Sometimes it happens, and you know what? That's the flexibility of creating your own craft and doing your own thing. I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that we've been extremely consistent, even though we may have not dropped every single week and we took some breaks during the winter. Um, no one can fuck with our consistency. And it's like, I feel like that is major key and we are determined to perfect our craft and we're going to continue to get better with time and it's getting to the point that people are now starting to reach out to us and that is a great demonstration of a lot of hard work that that's that work. shows the hard work it shows the hard too. work that's, that's and much better absolutely yeah. and sometimes i'm not gonna lie we we're prepping an hour before and it <laughs> 30 happens. minutes that happens yeah you know, we try whenever we have a guest to not do that to our guests because we want to be able to speak to your your contributions to and be authentic about it. Absolutely, and we don't want to just fake it. So we do try to put a little more energy into our guests, but sometimes, guys, we right before we hear record, we're like, Yo, what are we gonna talk about tonight? You know what I'm saying? So it happens.
2: Some of the good ones are when you just make it on the whim. Those are my favorites. When we have nothing, but. It- some of my favorite out.
1: episodes are the ones that is just me and you talking.
2: Yeah. I'll be honest. I, those are one of my favorites too. You know I love my pop culture foolishness, and so we can dive deep into that. So yeah. those are some of the favorite ones just going for it. It's just us, and that's it. So. Right. What are some of the
0: titles of those podcasts?
2: <sighs> so Bad question. I don't know. <laughs> I can't you think know of what? I,
1: most recently, I really enjoyed um, Mama's Right. Yeah, that was fun. I thought Mama's Right was good because we kind of... Um, Said things that motivate us. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is pretty cool. And I feel like people like to hear things that are inspiring. So I like that. I try to always listen like a listener. And not like the podcast. Yeah.
2: You know? And then there was one. I, I, since Because I live in Seattle. I've enjoyed the time that I've had my friends on there. Yeah. Because I've met really good people. And so both the one with just a little Zen. Because I just love that name. Um, and then the other one with Jasmine Rochelle has Jasmine been Jasmine Rochelle awesome, was a good episode too. Was I really heard. really good mm-hmm. because I got to learn my friends more, and then my friend from Miami got to meet my friends in Seattle. Like yeah. everyone got to like have conversations, and then everyone realized you have really good. Like it's weird, it's it's scary when you bring on a friend to meet another friend.
1: You know what? You triggered one. Old episode, Spaghetti Lesbians. Spaghetti
2: Lesbians? <laughs> it was a great episode. Because we learned some random ass shit we on it. We, we learned a lot of random I know what a shit Lesbian And it was, was kind
1: of like, it was fun. It was just like a conversation that. And was, that's like episode like four. And it was like outside of our comfort zone. And Completely. It was a really good conversation. And like, it was. Wow, I forgot about that one. It was, you know, a, a, a girl from Miami just putting us on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was a good episode too. That one's a good one. So. I'm a
0: creativeist. For
1: you? A person who can see more than what's in front of them. And
0: then Marley created for you?
2: Um a person with I think equally the same as a person with skill sets and abilities to create make something out of nothing. Um, and to see a vision of something
0: grander than what it is. But when does That sounds like more of an entrepreneur, does
2: it not? It has a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit, but I think, I guess because I'm surrounded by so many creatives, including graphic designers, and, you know, people who are legit down to the nitty-gritty writers, those kind of creatives, right, and artists and things like that, I can, their vision and their sight of things is completely turn left key than what you naturally will see in something else. And so, but they have a little hustle to them too, because, they can take the plant here and expand it into something grander and bigger than what it already have there. They know how to make it pop out better or make it be more than what it is. Okay.
0: So I think that's how I see it. No so equally the same. No, it's interesting because both of you said that the creative is usually dealing in an artistic field. But do you think that a person working in a corporate environment can be creative?
2: Yeah. It's I that's where I do. So I definitely think so. I don't think all creative is free-willing because you have advertisements and things like that. That is part of the creative portion. It's being creative in how you're going to tap your consumers, how you're going to uh, grab the attention of others. how you're gonna, So that's part of the creative, and also the data-driven portions of it. But it's being able to make profit of it too in some sort of way.
1: I think that is definitely Mm -hmm. challenging for a creative to work in a corporate environment. It's more difficult. It It is is challenging, not because you don't have the skill set, but because you have to deal with limitations. Yes. And um, when you work in those environments, it kind of feels like, I can make this even better. (laughs) But I'm not going to put all the work into putting it better. But they may not be ready. Yeah. That you know too. what I'm saying? Or the consumer may not be ready. Mm-hmm. Or my articulation for this is not prepared for this corporate safe, politically correct mm-hmm. realm. So it's like it's like you have so many moving parts that have to do with corporate America that it's like is it even creative anymore?
0: Mm.
1: You know? Because it's creative with all these sub categories mm-hmm. slash making sure that it makes everyone happy slash is it going to be profitable slash what demographic is watching at this time slash yeah. I don't want to get sued you know what I'm saying so it's like there's so many layers to it which is amazing because I'm a, I'm a numbers girl and I'm a money girl and I'm down with using your audience to your benefit and, and making sure to do direct marketing to the people who are going to consume your product I get that but It's hard to say that there's ever going to be a complete balance where you can be 100% creative and be corporate. I don't think it's possible.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so my definition of a creative is someone who blends in art and science together. Because at the end of the day, we're not creating something new, but we're we're having self-discovery of who we are. Because most things that we find in um, the creative field is that it's self-discovery. Because if everything is just a copy, like you're not reinventing the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's more about self-discovery. I didn't know I was capable of doing such a thing until I, yeah. until I started doing it. Yeah. So for me and for me, being a creative, The corporate terminology that I use is I'm a multimedia specialist. Because people seem to understand that. Oh, you're multimedia. Okay, cool. You dive into other spectrums of creativity. You Mm -hmm. do a little bit of graphics. You do a little bit of photo. You do a little bit of video. Now, what you said was really interesting because you said that what makes you think that the creativity that you use is perfect for the time that it was created how do you expand upon that Mm -hmm. because it's like if you're too as a creative if you're too ahead of the time when you're creating something is that a good thing or a bad thing
1: it depends on the subject matter in some situations and it's like even people like let's say the kanye's of this world kanye has always been talking about 10 years ahead of us, or 20 years, or 30. He's That's how he communicates. So when he speaks, it gets lost in translation a lot of the times because he's always so ahead of the game according to his interpretation. Because he's seeing further out right. than in the now. Right. He's and he's thinking about the future. Sometimes time. you say to yourself, is Kanye a genius?
2: <laughs> or is Kanye just talking <laughs> shit? He's a mix of a madman who is a genius at the same time of that. But I think I, creatives are also people who need. Those external outlets—they need something, and they need to see like a, s- a sort of finalized piece of something to know that they've accomplished that. And so I think that's what makes the podcast fun—to be like, "Ooh, the episode's up, <sighs> go!" Like, it's there—we've made it out there. So it has like also you have to have this l- sort of a l- little happy ending or some sort of ending because it went live, because it went real, and it becomes tangible or something of that sort.
0: So, so like, if, if a project goes bad. And what I mean bad is that it's still usable. Mm hmm. Do you still publish it? On a corporate end? Or should the, should the creative publish it?
2: On a corporate end, nothing ever goes out if it's not right or good or correct.
0: Yeah.
2: On a personal end, it's really a dilemma. A really dilemma. definitely def-
1: put things out that
2: <sighs> we were not like.
1: to our standards. Yeah. Which it I has think, happened. Yeah. It has happened. I yeah. can admit that. Oh, yeah. And I won't say that out loud because we can't do that, but I can name a lot more times than I'm comfortable with admitting that. Yeah. If the circumstances were different, this we would wouldn't not be. It
2: wouldn't, wouldn't be what we wanted or how or something like that. But it comes to the circumstances, like, we have it, and... There was still good content in there There's content, but it's right. not the best. Because... The content least, was good, not the...
1: At this point, I feel like a lot of times, this is what I can say about people who are doing their own thing, like you're so worried about how people are going to perceive or receive the information that you never put anything out because you have this obsession with perfection that's impossible. So at times, you kind of limit yourself from exposure. And at times, I've learned that there's even been episodes that we've created that we may not have thought they were going to resonate. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the charts, and we look at our stats, and we look at our own ways of monitoring what we do. And we're like, wow, this episode actually, actually got more recognition <laughs> yeah. than the one that came out flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's an element to our fan base that it's kind of like, people just kind of want to like get to know us, and they want they like what we represent. So like, they know that it may be a bad episode, but you know what? We don't have a million dollar production company and we don't have people backing us with professional sound engineer technical work and Mm -hmm. we don't have a studio that we go record at. We are literally hustling from the ground up and sometimes people might appreciate that. You know what I mean? So that could be it. And then maybe you guys are listening and you're saying, you know what? These girls are dope and I want to start doing it for you professionally. (laughs) Amazing. But the point is that we, we, we are just being humble and realistic and saying you know we don't have all this money to have all this equipment to make it perfect but because we believe in our craft and we believe that our information was good enough for you to at least know the message that we're trying to deliver we'll put it out. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Nice. Nice. Oh man so many wonderful questions. (laughs) This drink got me lit.
1: How much oh, money you give right <laughs> Now we
0: fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so here's here's really one important question that I'd like to end my show with. Well here's one really important question. should I start? Hmm. What would you say to someone if they wanted to start a podcast? And what would you say to someone? before
2: they started a podcast? So, yes, start the podcast. Um, I think you should start anything you really want to start. Like, if you know you want to start painting, just start painting. I do that myself. I don't know how to paint. I'm a terrible drawer. I had art class because it was pressured on me. I can't draw for anything, but I enjoy painting. So, I do it because I enjoy doing it. So, I started. So I say yes to starting a podcast. And what was the second question? Oh, and what you should do before starting? Do your research. Be actually a lover of the craft of podcasting or enjoy podcasts. I mean, I have probably over 25, 30 podcasts that are saved on a regular, on my phone, that I legitimately listen to. That's Today, I spent three hours listening to one podcast because it had a three-hour episode and it was worth listening to. Um, and I made sure to figure out all day how I'm going to listen to that. Um, I have everything mixed from political podcasts to storytelling to one called Drug, Sex, and Money. I had like every ranges of life and things like that, pop culture, whatever. And the reason why I wanted to do podcasts is because I enjoyed and loved so much podcasts. Because I knew the beginning routes of a lot of them. Um, And it wasn't a monetary thing, it was because I actually really enjoy the area that is podcasting, radio, and those kind of things. Um, So, my bigger, my one suggestion before starting this is doing your research and to understand how podcasts function. Because it's a lot of things. It's not just, yes, we do have the gift of gab and just talking and things like that, but there's a structure to things. And there's a layout to things of how they work. So that is major key and and super important, I believe.
1: Yeah. I also, um, I agree with what you said. And I think that another major key with podcasting is I think you should listen to a different variety of podcasts before you Mm -hmm. record your own. Because people think that, People want distractions and noises and music and theme songs and (laughs) distractions. Not really. The podcast listener wants to listen to you and they want to listen to the dialect and the conversation. Um, One of the biggest feedbacks that I've gotten from our podcast is that I feel like I'm talking to my homegirls. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having a conversation with my friends. I feel like when I'm cleaning in my house and I'm cooking, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to listen to my, my kids. Like I'm having an adult conversation because it's in my ears and when I'm driving to work in the morning or I'm driving home in traffic, it's like I'm laughing and I'm having a good time and it's just a conversation and it took me time to get there. Mm-hmm. because even myself, like, I'm one of those people that I'm always playing music. I'm always playing music. I'm always playing music. I work with music. I work at my job in music. I, I create things in music because I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with music. So it's like, I thought that the listener would want to have music while I'm mm-hmm. speaking. And I came to the realization that the listener really just wants to hear the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that I wouldn't have learned that unless I would have taken the time to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And... I think that that's my biggest advice listen to other podcasts and understand this culture. This is not a radio show and this is also not an audiobook And there's people who have
2: been doing this for like 10 yeah 15 years right. there are some major podcasts out there that millions of people listen to. There are super popular ones out there that may not be your cup of tea, but they were like on it but when since Apples had that iPad the iPod, a podcast app on your phone when you got your phone. Which comes automatically, by the way. Always comes automatically. And there's people who have been there for several years and have one point something, two point something listeners a weekly basis. Right. So it's not like, oh, people just putting up audio and having things. Like, this is something that's happened. So
1: that's why doing your research and listening to what is out there is a major important. And a little gem you guys have to be on itunes yeah yeah i yeah your podcast is not a podcast unless it's on itunes yeah you have to for those of you who do not use apple and refuse and think that we're the devil like it's not even about that you can use itunes even if you don't have an apple phone so you you have to be on itunes for sure and also guys um uh remember that Podcasting became a a great success when the documentary style started coming into play. Um, I would say reporting real information and having those behind-the-scenes conversations was what made podcasting what it is today. Um, For those of you who follow the hip-hop culture, Joe Budden's um, being unfiltered and being um, kind of arrogant is what's made Joe Budden's... The Joe Budden podcast, what it is today, and what that means is that it's giving you a a different perspective on a conversation that everybody's having. So if you want to start your own thing, you have to keep that in mind. Like, make sure to have a perspective on something. Don't just think that because you're throwing shit against the wall that is going to stick. It doesn't work like that. You have to have perspective and uh, content. and content of some kind. Whatever your niche is, if you want to talk about you know, farming, and that's your thing. Which that's I'm sure your thing. There's one for them. And there's a there's a community of. I mean, don't they I'm have sure a dating a, app for farmers? But I'm sure so, there's a podcast I mean, for them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, just figure that out for yourself, and and be honest to that. And also, guys, at the end of the day, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of dedication to something that you're not getting paid for, and that you're still doing it. So, you have to be aware that you're doing it for the love of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really awesome. And, like, I feel like even if I pop and I become a bajillionaire, I don't think I'll ever stop podcasting.
2: Yeah. Me neither. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I won't stop ever listening to podcasts. I'm yeah. obsessed. It's People think I'm, every time I've introduced people to podcasts, they would be like, why would I listen to the, and I'm like, okay. And then people realize that they were missing out the whole time. Cause shit is happening, and I'd be like, it was all on the podcast, though. Like everybody's been talking about it. You're the only one who hasn't been talking about it, and everyone's been sick. I become more informed, also, through podcasts. Right. And I'm an NPR nerd, anyways, for years. So I listen to NPR in the drive, as it is.
1: Because so. there's no pressure of meeting a standard or, or feeling that you have to fill some type of a quota or do some type of a political agenda. This is something that you are putting on your own content. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be prepared. Just like the first time I ever worked on radio, they told me, remember, once you say it, you cannot take it back. You can't take it back. It's so think about back. that, guys. Because yeah. once you say it, you cannot take it back. Nope. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. so speaking about podcasts with passion, how can people find your podcast?
1: Wow. We have the privilege, the honor, and the and the excitement to say that we are on multiple platforms. <laughs> we are actually on the major ones. We are on iTunes. We are on um, Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Google Play. We are on YouTube. You can Google us at Messy Mondays podcast, and you'll be able to find. Um, our website. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to find all of our links through there. You can look us up on Instagram at Messy Mondays Podcast. You can look it up on Twitter at Messy Mondays Pod. Mm-hmm. You can look us up on Facebook as and like us on Messy Mondays podcast mm-hmm. And anything I'm missing?
2: Every platform, I think, is just all there. Right. You can find us just Google it, and it'll all come up all the options. But yeah,
1: right. And you can follow myself at uh, Show Me Underscore E N T. That is my name on Instagram as well as Twitter.
2: And you can follow me at
1: Love L U V
2: Marley Underscore, and that is on now on Twitter and also Instagram. And yeah, that's where you can follow.